0: welcome to another episode of Teens on the Road, the one and only podcast for full-time RVing teenagers. I'm your hostess Kayla, and here with us today is fellow nomad Miley Lani. Hi, and welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. We are so happy to have you. So, tell us where you are in the world.
1: Um, right now, I am currently in Arkansas. I am no longer living in my RV with my family, but... So I'm living in a house, and I did travel around the United States for 18 months in a 30-foot airstream with the other five people in my family.
0: Nice. What prompted you all to start traveling?
1: When I was eight, I met this girl in my ballet class. We became friends, and so did our siblings and parents. I later found out that she and her family were full-time living in an RV, and it had sparked my parents' interest. So they had started talking to the parents of this girl, and they had asked them so many questions about RVing. And so one day we went to go and visit an RV show, I think it was, and I remember we toured these buses and fifth wheels, and we looked at some smaller ones, too. It's a little hazy. I don't really remember it. But I thought that RVs were pretty cool. And I had even drawn some that I'd wanted to live in when I was older. And some of my parents found Airstreams, which if you don't know what those are, they are the silver, shiny, very minimalist RVs. And after that, my parents basically fell in love with them. And it was their dream. I remember we used to pass by this one person's house on the way to church all the time who had an an Airstream front driveway. And every time we saw it, my mom's like, I wish we lived in one of those. And you know what? We did. When I was 12 years old, We had gone on a road trip to visit this girl to the place where she had later moved, which is Colorado, and my parents had said, we got something to tell you guys, and they told us that we were going to buy an Airstream and travel the United States. I was 12, I had friends, I had activities that I had enjoyed doing, and I mean, I've been homeschooled my whole life, so I didn't really have school to worry about. But I was... I'll admit, I was really upset. And I didn't want to go on the RV trip. And my parents had been like, well, it was it's always been on your bucket list to go and see the United States. You wanted to do this when you were younger. But I guess things had sort of changed for me. But, you know what, I decided, you know... I can try this out. And then, of course, COVID had to happen, so even if I had not gone on that trip, I still wouldn't have been doing all the activities and seeing my friends anyways, because that had happened um, right after we had gotten on the road, and, you know, I was a little upset about it, and I, at first, did not like living in it, but I adapted to it pretty quickly, and... I actually enjoyed it I have two brothers one sister and my parents and we lived in a 30-foot airstream and it was my family's dream we later on got a dog in Berkeley California and we named him Berkeley and he adapted to that lifestyle really quickly He loved being in the car, he loved seeing all the new places, and anyways. After a while, I learned that being in an RV with your family is not the worst thing in the world like I, a teenage drama queen, had made it out to be. I visited so many amazing places, and I honestly don't have any regrets. And if sometimes I might feel like, oh, I miss my old life back in California. I mean, yeah, it was fun, but I think God wanted me to close that chapter of my life and to go out and see this world because he only gave me one life and I am going to see this incredible world that he's created. I want to go and visit all of the places that he made and the cultures that have been shaped by the people he created. And you know what? I'm glad that my parents had decided to jump into RVing because I honestly am so grateful that I got to see all these amazing places. And to any of you who had been in the same situation as me where you didn't like at first being in an RV, or maybe your parents just told you that you're going to live in an RV and you have this amazing social life and life with your, maybe your sports, your extracurricular activities, your life that you have right now and you don't want to leave it, God has a plan for you and he, he knows you're going to like this. That's why he put it into your path. And I think he knew that in the end I would actually enjoy traveling. And it was really fun. I will admit, I have so many memories that I'm going to remember for the rest of my life. And it's crazy how just meeting this one girl who had lived in an RV at 8 years old. And how our parents had gotten together and talked about it. How it had led to all of this. I think that's just amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. A lot of teens struggle with the uprooting part. And some of them don't because traveling's always been part of their lives.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I struggled with it, but after a couple months, I was fine with it.
0: Yeah. And there's always, there's that part about being too comfortable sometimes. That was one of the things that my mom Mm -hmm. wanted us to not be too comfortable and so that's another reason we moved into this rv was to expand our horizons yes there was there something that you thought you would hate but ended up liking in an rv or other way around
1: well i knew that i wasn't going to exactly like have a lot of space and luckily i was able to have a bed i had a queen size bed not queen full size bed And my sister had a little loft above mine. And I had my own space. I could, like, close it off with a curtain if I wanted to. So, I was, at first, I was a little bit concerned that I, like, was not going to have any space at all. But I was able to have my bed. And I was also struggling with the fact that I probably wasn't going to have any friends. But I kept in touch with my friends for the most part. I visited my cousin in Washington so we had a lot of fun there and I met a couple of people on the road so at least I wasn't all by myself the
0: entire time. Right yeah I was thinking the same thing too like you know oh I don't know how many teens I'm gonna meet on the road or you know what is my I friend's honestly still? didn't meet afterwards. I honestly didn't
1: meet a lot of teenagers on the road either I only met about, like, one girl.
0: Yeah, I've only met one, too. And hence the podcast here. Mm-hmm. So, do you have any insights that you've gained or advice for other teens about dealing with that? Because now that you're back and moved into a house, perhaps you have some better, like, looking back insight. I would
1: definitely say, like, if you were in the same situation that I was, and if you were really struggling with, like, leaving all your friends behind because you just didn't want to get into this, and also because you didn't want to get into such a tiny space, I would just say, think about where you want to be 10, 20 years from now. And if you didn't jump at this opportunity, you'd probably regret it. You'd, you'd want to tell your, like, your future kids or your future friends or anybody you have with you, around you in the future, wouldn't you want to tell them that you visited all these places? Wouldn't you want to look back on all those memories? And is not having your space really going to be, like, the biggest problem? Because, I mean, I'm sure you probably won't even remember that 10, 20 years into the future. What you'd remember is, oh, yeah, I went to Arches National Park when I was 13, or, oh, I saw Yellowstone when, as a teenager. I went to the places where they filmed my, my favorite movie as a teenager and saw firsthand what it looked like, and I saw all these amazing places. And really think about it. You're not going to see all of the world in your lifetime. And the fact that your parents are wanting to uproot you now and take you around the country, or maybe you're listening to this in Europe and your parents want to go to all the European countries and you're not really up for it. I would definitely say, you know, you're only going to have this chance like one time. It will be a lot harder for you when you're an adult because you'll have kids, you'll have a job, you'll have all these things that might be grounding you and I'm not saying that everyone's gonna have kids or a job I'm just gonna I'm just saying like you're gonna have things that you'll be rooted to just like you're as a kid and it might be a lot harder for you to um to you know get out there so if you're doing it as a teen I mean you're already experiencing a lot and making so many memories that you're gonna look back on does that make sense
0: yeah that totally makes sense and you know, when you're a teen living with your parents, well, you're only going to be with your parents until you're 18. Mm -hmm. Like you might live with them longer, but you're, once you turn 18, you have full adult rights and can do whatever you want. And your parents don't get to do as many things with you. Like traveling with your parents and your family is one of the things that brings traveling families really close together is just all those memories they have together. And You're right that the fact that the good parts really overshadow all the negative parts, like not having a room or having to share a room or whatever.
1: Yeah, and I I can definitely say that it brought our family a lot closer together than when we were before we had done the RV trip. Not, I mean, it was, yeah, in the literal sense, we were all packed into the same vicinity and such a small space, but we were also able to grow closer together as a family, and we had so many family experiences and memories that I made with my siblings and my parents that I will look back on and
0: remember for the rest of my life. Definitely. So now that you're back in a house, how have you been adjusting to that? When did you guys first move back in? So we moved into our
1: house in September, early September um i I think the hardest adjustment was just with the space because obviously the airstream was a lot smaller than the house, and it took some getting used to having all this open space to just run around and um and play in and not have to worry about like smashing into somebody when you're going from one side to the R V to the other side and I think that was the only thing really that we had to deal with because we were still together, we still were are still visiting some places, but not as much as we used to. And it's a lot different because and it 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 helped us to really realize how minimal we'd been living because when we moved into that house, we had basically what was in the RV with us and some stuff that we had in a storage unit. And that was it. We did not have a lot of stuff. And that's something that we all liked about RVing was the minimalism because I mean, and you've probably seen people post like they'll convert their RVs or vans into these aesthetic minimal things and I can tell you that's a lot of people will do that but for most of us that's not really how it looks a lot of people have a lot of stuff and if you're living on the road right now you've probably seen it these people who have a ton of stuff inside and outside their RVs and when we were living in ours we were just very minimal we didn't have a lot of stuff. And so when we moved into the house, it I mean, it was and still is the same way. So, I mean, the house is different because we're not going anywhere. We're grounded in one spot. But with the RV, we were able to just go anywhere we wanted. So,
0: yeah, leave when that, you felt like we. So do you like being in a house? For now.
1: Yes, I'm in, I like it because, like, I'm still in high school, and I kind of want to be in a stable position to finish out the rest of my education. But mm-hmm. I think I could probably, with what I'm doing now, I could probably keep doing that on the road, too. Yeah. But with the house, I mean, I'm not seeing a lot of places I mean there's a there's some really cool places where I live, but I'm not seeing as many places as I saw when I was in the RV cuz obviously we could go anywhere we wanted. So, I would say for right now I do like living in a house.
0: Yeah, it's definitely different. So, back to your RV life. What is a place or experience that you will never forget? Um That's a hard
1: one because I've done and seen so many things in the small span of 18 months. I would say I'll give, I'll give you a couple. So one of them was this place in California called Oceano Dunes. And they actually filmed a scene from Pirates of the Caribbean here. Um, Mm. And it's, it does not look like anything you would expect in the United States. And they also have one of these in Idaho. And even though there's not a beach nearby, but they're in, in California, it was a mile between the RV park and the beach. And wow. it was just sand dunes stretched as far as you could see. And it was so cool because it looked like something you'd find in like Africa. And Mm. the, every day the dunes would shift in the wind. So the dunes that you had one day would be different the next day. And I remember going sledding down those dunes and it's not what you would expect with snow sledding. snow sledding is super fast. It's very slow and gradual, but it was one of the most fun things that I'd done. And I went to another one in Idaho. I cannot remember what the name of it was. I just know that it's close to Idaho falls Mm -hmm. I had gone there with our friends that we had actually met there while RVing, and we also went sledding there, and that was really fun. So if you guys who are listening uh, have a bucket list, I would definitely add sand dune sledding to that list because it is super fun.
0: Yeah, that was actually one of the first things we did when we started traveling. We went to the Great Sand Dunes National Park, got a sand like snowboard kind of and a sand sled and we just hit those for a couple of hours it was interesting and unique and very fun yeah
1: that's cool that you guys did that too you you had the yeah. s- the sand sled we just took our snow sleds and boogie boards and went down it because we didn't have anything yeah. else still
0: super fun we just because you know mm. not enough room for actual sleds i don't know yeah All right. Do you have a bucket list for your future places that you haven't been that you would like to go?
1: I have so many places that I want to visit. I have not gone to the East Coast yet. The only places Mm -hmm. I've been South Carolina, Georgia and Florida. Um, I really want to go up north into New York and New England, that area. And I also want to visit the Dakotas and like the northern Midwest because I also haven't been there. Um, outside the U.S. I'd also like to go visit Canada because I've heard a lot of great things about it. My brother talks about it all the time and I've seen so many beautiful photos and I just want to go see it for myself. And I also would like to visit Mexico. And then if I could, I would probably go to Europe and go and visit all the European countries because there's just so much culture and history that I have not seen because I have not left the United States at all in my Mm -hmm. life and I just want to go and see more of the world now that I've seen so much in the United States it's hard to believe that there's so much more out there so I want to go and see as much of it as I can
0: right yeah we lived in Charleston South Carolina for seven years and a lot of that stuff was built in the 1700s and that seems old and then you look at Europe and it's like thousands of years old and you're just like mm-hmm. wow
1: yeah florida st augustine
0: was mm-hmm. is
1: one of the oldest towns in america it's been there since the 1500s and that was a little bit hard for me t- to even fathom but then the fact that you know europe is one of the most ancient things in the world like you said been around for thousands of years so it would be really interesting to visit that place too
0: yeah and i mean you can like go see the actual Peter from the Bible in his tomb and you can go see like the actual Roman aqueducts and the mm-hmm. actual Colosseum of Rome you know it's yeah. just kind of storybook almost mm-hmm. and I guess it is technically storybook because people have written many books about Europe
1: yes Dracula from in Romania <laughs> There's yes. Harry Potter taking place all Harry over po- England
0: mm-hmm yeah, we could name literature all day. Mm-hmm. All right, so we have your positive places. Where would you never go again?
1: I would definitely say this place that we went to in California called Acton. I don't know how it is now, but when we went, we had a pretty bad experience. It was very dusty there. There were those little sticker things that looked like Tiny little balls that have spikes on them that stick all over the place. And then the internet was bad. The there was a water pipe that had exploded while we were there and was just running all day. It wasn't a good experience at all. And my family and I were like, No, we're not going back there again.
0: Yeah. But not other than- was it You had like bad memories there, so you're like, eh,
1: Yes, and there wasn't anything around there for at least an hour, either.
0: Ugh. And it was...
1: I think it was right next to, like, a mental, like, hospital, I think. That sucks. I didn't have a good experience there, and I know that people have been to a lot worse places. And I'm not hating on acting or anything. I'm just saying that, like, it wasn't a good experience for us.
0: Yeah.
1: But, I mean... The fact that that was the worst place that we've been to just shows that we've been to some pretty good places and that there aren't aren't really a lot of bad places that we've actually been to.
0: Right. It's nice being able to choose where we can go. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I'm at the end of my questionnaire. And so we have a question from Isabel, who was on our last episode. And she's wondering, how has being a teen on the road affected your vision for the future? What does your dream life look like? Honestly,
1: I don't know. I have gone back and forth between different career options during the past five years of my dream life. Like, do I want to be an astronomer for NASA? Do I want to be a marine biologist in Hawaii? Or do I want to work with whales up in the Pacific Northwest? Um, Or do I want to be a writer just traveling abroad? I would say my dream life, would be to visit each of the seven continents before I would ever settle down and figure out what I wanted to do. Mm. I want to visit everything in the world, as much of it as I can, because I'm only going to have this one life. I want to see everything that's out there. I don't want to just sit at home and read about it in all these books, because I read a lot of books. I don't want to just see people post about it on social media and be like, Oh, I wish I could go there when I should motivate myself to work harder so I can actually go and visit these places. So I would say my dream life is visiting as much of the world as I can. And once I see you know all the amazing places out there. See the different cultures and everything. Who knows? I could find my dream career there too.
0: Yeah, that's true. So basically, has you just want to travel a lot, and then when once you've seen everything, you want to settle down and figure out what you want to do the rest of your life.
1: Yeah, that's that's the dream. I mean, I don't know if. I will ever get to do that, and who knows if I'll even get to do it in that order. Maybe I will find my career first and then go and travel the world. My career could even be traveling, so it's all a part of God's plan. He knows what I'm going to do, and I'm just going to
0: trust that he's got something great in store for me. It's all we can ever do. Mm-hmm. So, has being, do you think that your vision before you were in an RV was different than after the RV? Like, do you think the RV changed what you wanted in life?
1: Oh, definitely. When I was younger, I mean, I, I didn't really have that much of a plan. I had been taking marine biology classes. So, and that's something that I'm still pretty passionate about. Um, and I, I had wanted to look into that and I was like, oh, maybe I could do this. But I had also wanted to be like a teacher or a writer but right now I'm pretty passionate about taking care of the oceans so marine biology and I'm also pretty passionate about saving the environment because I have seen while on the road I've seen some pretty crazy things that people have been doing to this planet that are not the best thing for our future yeah I mean I've been passionate about the environment for as long as I can remember but Like that's also something that I'm pretty passionate about. And then I had also gotten into astronomy and I had, when I was in Washington, I actually saw the Perseids meteor meteor shower that you can see every summer. And Mm -hmm. that was really great. And I also saw the Milky way for the first time in my entire life in Moab, Utah, Arches national park. I had seen it for the first time and it was the most, one of the most beautiful things that I'd ever seen. And it's sad because so many people won't even get to see it in their lifetimes because they're living in or close to big cities that have lots of light pollution and they're not going to get to see it. So when you're traveling, I mean, getting to see the Milky Way galaxy from Earth is just incredible.
0: Yeah, you'll definitely see it in Arches. Mm -hmm. Have you been to the Kennedy Space Center?
1: I have not, but I think I might get to go and see NASA in a couple of weeks. The one in Texas.
0: If you're a space geek, you have to go to the Kennedy Space Center. It was awesome. Where is that? It is in Florida. Like an hour away from Cape Canaveral. Probably like an hour and a half from Orlando.
1: Oh, yeah. I haven't gone that far south in Florida yet, but that is definitely on my bucket list. I want to go see all the NASA places.
0: Yeah, it was very, it was cool because they, like, mixed amusement park with space theme. So it wasn't, like, Disney, but it was kind of like Disney, but in a space theme. Yeah, that it makes sounds sense.
1: really interesting. I didn't yeah, know it, it was, was called uh, Kennedy. I just thought it was the Cape Canaveral.
0: NASA. Well, it is, but they call it the Kennedy Space Center for the the actual space center part. Okay. But yeah, it was totally awesome. All you space geeks, go to the Kennedy Space Center and go to the one in Texas, both awesome. So, guess we're at the end here. Do you have any questions for me or closing thoughts for others?
1: Um, I would definitely say to all you teens out there living on the road, um just keep in mind that how amazing your life is right now, even if you don't like it. Um, I would definitely say be grateful that you're getting to see so much of the world while you're still young, because you're going to look back on it one day and just be super happy that you did it. Cause
0: I know I am. Yeah. I mean, it's, you gotta be in the moment and you gotta be grateful for what you have because 99.9% of people don't get to do anything like this. And so the fact that we are able to do this with our families when we are young is amazing. Yes. We are like the top, we are like the 0. .0001% of people who ever get to do anything like this. Exactly. Well, thanks for joining us today, Miley Lani.
1: Yes, thank you so much for this opportunity. It was really fun.
0: Yeah, it was fun. And I hope that other people got insights from you, and thank you to all you nomads out there for listening. If you want to be on the podcast, check out our link below, or message us on Instagram at teens dot the dot road. Again, at teens dot on the dot road. Also, if you know any traveling teens, be sure to share Teens on the Road with them. We're trying to reach as like all the teens who live in RVs as possible, whether there's five or six hundred. Thanks for listening and have fun out there.